Hello, Anchorland. James Weatherly, and welcome to Episode 8. What's it like to fly the 747 for Climbout? This is a follow-up to what I've earlier recorded in Episode number 6. Well, now that you got this behemoth off the ground that's weighing anywhere from 800,000 to the newer versions, almost a million pounds, what are you going to do? Well, the first thing, uh, you want to reduce the noise footprint because out of all major airports, they're concerned about noise. So as soon as you can, you'll pull back to reduce power. The next thing you do is accelerate so you can retract the flaps and climb at a more efficient speed. The first problem is around the world, most of the speed limits below 10,000 feet is 250 knots. Well, for a 747, you can't fly at full weight at 250 knots and what's called clean with all your flaps and leading edge devices up. So if the person is not familiar with the 747, you have to tell the controller we need to request high speed climb. So you're going to be in a process of accelerating all the way up to 280 knots and progressively retracting your flaps and leading edge devices. Then you'll get a checklist accomplished and all the autopilot auto flight system engaged. Well, kind of the next thing you're looking around, assuming there is not a whole bunch of weather, is climbing to your altitude. That is super critical. If you stay down low, you burn tons of gas. When you climb up high, you burn lots less gas. And usually you're flying a very long, tiring distance from a pilot or passenger point of view. So you're always looking at your computer, seeing what your altitude is. Can you achieve that? What your flight plan is? And then working with the controller. Because if he tells you something like, climb, maintain flight level 240, and I've got to keep you down there for 15 minutes, you're like, hey, I'm burning too much fuel. So you're always working on that whole fuel issue. Now, another thing that's very critical during this phase of a flight, right after you take off, is you are very heavy. If you have a problem, the first thought on your mind is dump, dump, dump. Now, for a regular passenger or a pilot of a small airplane, that doesn't mean anything. But for people flying large airplanes, it means everything. You've got like 400,000 pounds, a lot of fuel. If you lose an engine, you have a critical issue. You are too heavy to return for landing. So you press buttons that immediately begin dumping fuel. How does that happen? There are pumps, the pumps that are part of the aircraft uh, fuel pumps plus jettison pumps. Well, they pump the fuel to the engines, but in this case, they provide pressure to two ports at the tip of each wingtip, and fuel will physically spray out of those. It's something you cannot miss. In case of emergency, you may have to begin dumping immediately. Now, in the old-style 7-4s, that was the job of the flight engineer to dump immediately on the captain's command. In the 400, you had a cool computerized system, same thing in the Dash 8, where you could just press a button dump fuel and then had an option for maximum landing weight and it would start dumping. Now it would start an egg timer little thing on your computer screen because it would take about depending on how much fuel you got 30 to 45 minutes to dump all this fuel. It's not some instant process and you're spraying fuel all over the neighborhood but that's a big consideration. If you don't have a problem you don't have to worry about it but if you have a problem the fuel dump is a biggie. 
Just a couple more important things during this phase of flight. If you're flying the passenger version, so you've got almost 400 people down there, and you'll have in a full cabin crew complement 18 uh, flight attendants, you've got to coordinate with them, make sure you've got good smooth weather so they can conduct the uh, in-flight service and give them a little update on what's going on, normally a PA to tell the passengers what's going on. And an any long range uh, trip, you've got multiple crews, like two captains, two co-pilots. You got to work out who's going to sleep when, which is really uh, crucial because you actually have pilots sleeping while the other ones are flying. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed this. We'll have another upcoming episode about what it's like to fly the 7-4. Call in with the Anchor app and make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. Thanks again. God bless you. Have a great week. Bye now.